Hi, friend. My name is Amy Joy, and this is the Make Prayer Beautiful podcast. In one of my emails, which you can subscribe to, by the way, at the link in the show notes, and you totally should. So in one of my daily emails, I mentioned that I wondered if with this email, I would have a vulnerability hangover. And one of my friends wrote and was like, wait a minute, is that a thing? Like, I feel like that all the time. What do you do? (laughs) How do you get through a vulnerability hangover? And so I love this question because it made me think about what is my actual practice? Like, do I just actually wait it out and trust that eventually I will feel better? I mean, I don't have experience with actual hangovers, but I think that's one option is you just kind of go through the day with pain until it gradually dissipates. But these are some of my thoughts around, I think, how I actually do deal with a vulnerability hangover. So first of all, I would want to know why, because it's possible that you have a vulnerability hangover because you actually did overshare. You shared something that was maybe inappropriate to the relationship. I think there are times where somebody might come in and be like, I haven't told this to anybody, but I'm going to tell it to you now. And if that person was your best friend for many years, that might make sense. But if it was kind of a new acquaintance, you'd be like, "Um, I don't know if I want to know your super secret story because we don't actually have the relational foundation to make that make sense. Maybe you should actually not share this. (laughs) And so that's probably part of it is be okay with saying, I don't actually have to share everything with every person, that there are actually legitimate boundaries around what I share with certain people, and that doesn't make you a bad person. So (laughs) just to clarify, it really is okay for you to share personal stories just with the ones who are your most close personal friends, and maybe not even share it with them. I mean, there are certain things that probably you just treasure in your heart, and that is okay. But assuming that you maybe shared appropriately, but now you just feel kind of like, oh, I feel really exposed. So with that, there's probably a couple of additional things that you could consider. So one of them might be, why do I feel like that? What is it about either the thing that I shared, the person I shared it with, the particular story, the um, the space? Was there something that triggered me from an experience I've had in the past? So this is a pretty classic healing prayer question. Like, have you felt like this before? And when did you feel like that? And what does Jesus have to say to you about that? Uh, is there is there something about that story that if you've shared something similar in the past, were you attacked? Because yeah, that's going to make you feel really exposed and not overly happy about having shared it after the fact. It could be that just relationally you've been hurt in the past and therefore it's hard to actually trust people, in which case, again, maybe healing prayer would be something that could help whether you do it with somebody else or you just say, okay, Jesus, why? Like, I feel pain in this case. What can you do to help me with that? So, okay, that is, that's part of the overall, I guess, question maybe or the the way that I would manage it. I think there are, there's also always the possibility for following up. Well, maybe not always, but usually. I know for me in the past, 
I would have certain relationships where we would have an intense conversation. And then the next day when I would get up, I would be like, oh, I could have added this. Or I bet I need to clarify that. Or, oh, I should send along this song as a way of augmenting what we talked about. And all of that is also very legitimate. I, I know it was such a blessing to me when my friend Perry Marshall said something like, I process at the speed of writing. I am a writer. And so I am not somebody who's just like busting out the little quips. And that was so encouraging to me to feel like it's actually okay if I don't get actually everything said at the exact time I want to say it, that I might need to follow up. And (laughs) there were times I would follow up five times the next day. It's also really okay to contact the person that you were talking to and say, wow, I am feeling like I overshared. I am really sorry if I was burdening you with something I shouldn't have been burdening you with. And in my family, we try to differentiate between saying you're sorry and asking for forgiveness. So if you say I'm sorry, it's like, I genuinely wish that that hadn't happened. Or if I hurt you, I wish that that hadn't happened. But usually with a sorry, there's not necessarily like a volitional, I came against you with malicious forethought and (laughs) it's more just like, oh, bummer. I wish it hadn't happened. And then if though there was a, like if I had been lying about somebody and what I was sharing, then I would need to ask for forgiveness. Like, please forgive me. What I said was not actually true. And then you have to go through however many years of trying to build up trust again. But in this case, just if you have a vulnerability hangover, presumably you're not also telling lies. It's more just, I feel exposed. I don't feel overly comfortable with the amount that I shared. Uh, I'm sorry if I said too much and if I damaged our relationship in any way, or if you felt uncomfortable, then, I mean, you could say, please forgive me. Or you could just say, I'm, I'm really sorry. I didn't mean to make you uncomfortable. And And then you open up that conversation, you open up that dialogue. So, and then of course there also is the option of just not doing anything and trusting that maybe you're a little bit extra sensitive and maybe the other person is fine. But I guess for me, I would probably have done (laughs) any one of those things. Sometimes I know, I think I do have a vulnerability hangover if I have shared something very close to my heart that maybe doesn't reflect super well on another person and that you just want to be so careful, right? The, I think because we know that the enemy is the accuser of the brother, the brethren, we don't want to side with the enemy while at the same time recognizing that sometimes there are really difficult situations that just require some additional feedback. And so I know in those circumstances, I oftentimes will just say, I am truly wanting to honor those that the Lord has put in my life, but I need some perspective on this situation. Anyway, that might be getting in the weeds a little bit, but those are some of my thoughts on how to, in health, I hope, get through a vulnerability hangover. So Lord, we thank you that you put us in relationships (laughs) and relationships are messy. Lord, I love Jesus that you tried to Well, you didn't try. You were the leader of the disciples and the disciples were in some ways like a walking disaster zone that 
you had such diametrically opposed people, one who worked for the Romans and one who sought to violently overthrow the Romans. And you have (laughs) different sets of brothers and you have the probably the more rural people and you have the people who are not quite so rural. And anyway, Lord, you understand what it is to try to deal with messy and broken relationships. (laughs) Let's argue again about who's the greatest. Yeah. Ah, so Jesus, thank you that you understand that we are (laughs) made of clay, that you love us despite those shortcomings. So Lord, we ask that you would teach us how to be in relationship and wisdom. Thank you, Lord. We love you. Amen.